Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. The show that you wanted. The Yankees fired three coaches today. This is exactly. The, 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 I love when the show comes together and they take your philosophy of life. Let them all burn. <laughs> well, especially if they're going to bring Boone back, me. it needed to be done. You disappointed me. <laughs> Let them all burn. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. The Yankees got rid of three coaches today. Well, two of them obviously were deserving. The hitting coach, Marcus Thames, well, yeah, the hitting stunk overall this year. Phil Nevin, well, that was that was a no-brainer. Here's one for you. Maybe the guys that were hitting weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever consider that possibility? But see, this guy's been a problem for a couple years now. How do you know? You're not there every day. And the assistant hitting coach, P.J. Piltry or whatever his name is. Yeah, fine. You don't even know who they are. <laughs> but you just... All well, I know they're not doing a good job, so it doesn't matter. See this ya. Is, this, is, this is appeasement. <laughs> right? We're going to appease the mob. Look what I did. <laughs> and I have no idea if they're deserving of being fired to stay. I, the difference between me and everybody else is I'm honest about it. I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing about these people. But it sure is a fun opening to the show. <laughs> so I'll do it anyway. <laughs> now, what I don't get is the Cardinals firing their manager. The St. Louis Cardinals, that is. Mike, now that one's personal on my part. Because you know I know Mike. That's right, yes. Okay, I've known Mike for a long time. That one I totally don't understand. He, Mike, he just took that team on a 17-game win streak and into the playoffs. I know. I mean, what more do you want? See, I, I see. I, I can have my. I can defend coaches, but when it's warranted, well, my, Mike's more personal for me. So, for obvious reasons, because I know Mike, and Mike is not only a really terrific baseball mind. I learned a lot from Mike when Mike was here, but he's just a great guy too. And I, you know, and to be honest with you, it, it's a question of you end up rooting for people that you know. You know, more so than, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm no man, not sitting here telling you, hey, I root for the Cardinals. I could care less about the Cardinals. Okay, I mean, I, you know, I, you know, do I know John Mazalik? Yes. Uh, who, who's the general manager? So, I mean, I know he's the one that made the decision, and I like John. I, I respect John. I like John. But, yeah, that one's a little more personal with Mike. Now, with your team, I mean, it's like, you know, I feel like I'm watching the movie Gladiator. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> All I am is out there to appease the mob. The mob is Rome. <laughs> All I'm out there is to appease the mob. Okay, the Bronx is the mob. 
these are your people. Yeah. But I also will say this too. Again, coming in defense of a coach, it was nice to hear what a real head coach is supposed to say to the media. That's all I that's all I'm gonna say. And not a fraudulent head coach out in Hawkeye land. Well, as I said yesterday, look, this is this is all Kirk Ferentz had to say. And you know, if you're gonna get up there and use your twenty three years of experience as a preamble to what you're saying, then use your 23 years of experience and answer the question in the right way. Okay? And all he had to do was say that, you know, hey, look, everyone knows how much I love our fans. I think our fans are great, the best. They've done so much of it the same time we as a coaching staff also know what it's like when players get hurt and you know when when you know you know whether it's practice or whatever you know that you know we're always concerned about injuries we always are that's all you had to say that's all you had to say was there anything else that needed to be said besides that nope was there anything wrong with what i said that i did i sit there and insult my my fan base nope nope that I understand that injuries happen both in practice and in games, and it has to be handled in a certain way. That's all you got to say. And he didn't say it. And again, I, I will point out to everybody that he is in a precarious position right now. Because they he still has, right, He's got a lot of support out there. The question is going to be, when the depositions are over with in January, will he be able to keep that support? Because they all have to sit down in January for a series of depositions dealing with the lawsuit that was put out by players that about the culture of the Iowa program. They wanted they, they the players wanted this to be put out there. Um, they wanted the depositions to be done during the Iowa bye week, which, by the way, is not this week. I think it's the week after. They've got Purdue this week. But the, the Iowa the uh, Iowa either it was either. The football attorneys or Iowa's athletic attorneys, one of the two, were able to to get the depositions pushed to January. Believe me, public opinion is going to play a role in this. So I know he doesn't want to go out there and rip his fan base. He doesn't want to do that because it's a lot more than just winning football games right now. A lot more than that. But what he said and how he said it was wrong. James Franklin and I talked to James after after last night. Um, every time I talk to somebody, they say the same thing. That suit guy isn't around, is he? No, so we're good. So just seen a relief look in his face. Ooh. 
But that's a different story. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Um, so... Uh, the what James said last night was spot on and to the point. Yeah, I mean, the Mustafers were at the game. Hey, PJ's parents were at the game, and their son's laying on the field with what turns out to be a season-ending injury, and people are booing him. The Mustafers are at the game. Under the category, you've got to be kidding me. Really? Hey. Clifford leaves the game. Jonathan Sutherland left the game. They, they you know, now I don't remember. Clifford didn't stay down. He just left. They booed him going to the locker room. Okay. Like he said, they're, they're booing the football being blown off a tee. <laughs> I'm not going to get into... I'll just hint at it, and I think you can fill in the blanks. What the ride in was like. The various gestures, and there were multiple ones that were made toward the buses as it was coming up. I mean, I'm looking out. My, I'm looking out. It was one guy in particular, but it was almost all the same. You know, a variety of hand gestures toward the buses, where you know, you just you laugh at it. And I remember, boy, I was, like, laughing at some of it. And then I thought to myself, how proud is your family of you that that's how you're acting? I mean, because, I mean, these weren't kids that were doing it. I mean, you're a whole bunch of adults. I said, like, you're the example for the youth of America? I finally just, you know, I think we got halfway up the hill to come around. And I stopped. I don't even look out the window anymore. It got to be... Like, all right, I got it. You've been here all day, and I'm sure that you've consumed several refreshing beverages. <sighs> but that kind of set the tone for the day for what we saw in there. It's like, when it came to it, the, as I said yesterday, there's no common sense behind it. None. Michael Penix gets hurt in Beaver Stadium. The fans all applaud, giving him encouragement as he goes to the locker room. But everywhere I've gone in my career, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, Texas. I mean, I've, I've been to all those places, done games. All you know, Oklahoma. I've gone to all those places, covered games. Every single time somebody gets hurt, okay, except for Michael Irvin in Philadelphia, but you know, again, Santa Claus is you know public enemy number one. <laughs> Everybody is always like, "Hey, look, you know, it's a it's a physical sport," and there have been times. I'll tell you, I'll give you a little insight. I'm not going to say, you know, you know how many players I've seen 
go down at a practice. So let's just take a practice. Some are like a O, and it ends up being a O. And some are the shock, and the player fears there's something wrong. Like, uh-oh, that, um, something hurts. It hurts. So they stay down. And it turns out like, oh, thank goodness, the player's okay. Finally, after the, the training staff, this is in practice, not in games. Training staff goes out, they take a look, the whole thing, they talk to him for a little bit, they're all right, they kind of move the practice to another end. James gets really concerned about what's going on, always. Right? And then all of a sudden the player will get up and is like, okay, all right, and they're okay. And there's just relief on the part of everybody that, hey, you know what, I settled down, I'm okay, because there's a shock to it. Like, And my problem is, as somebody who's there all the time, I know that. Kirk Ferentz has coached forever. He knows that. That's why I said, sat back. I said, I said, I can't believe. I mean, I understand why you're trying to not alienate your fan base so you don't lecture them. I got it. But all you had to say was, I love the Iowa fans. They're the greatest. The world Hawkeye Nation's tremendous. We also know that, you know, how tough injuries can be. And sometimes some guys go down from the shock of it, and it turns out, you know, that they're okay, and we're glad they're okay. And then sometimes they go down, and they're, you know, and it's a long-term thing, and we feel horrible about it. That's all you had to say. And he wouldn't do it. And and the Iowa public relations people who had a chance to talk to him about it beforehand didn't help him either. James was emotional about it. And I thought he set the right tone for the whole thing. And as Matt said, he was honest about it. Now, you know, now Matt wasn't going to leave with that story because Matt was doing the a, a bunch of people got fired dance for joy because <laughs> because see Matt's like a talk show mind. Yeah, he's into controversy. He wants people fired. Nick Sirianni doesn't win tonight. Should be gone. You're close. Yeah, no, we're not there yet. No. Yeah, you're yeah. Two more games. <laughs> no, senor. No, senor. No, senor. No, senor. Three Yankee coaches get fired. This guy's like happy. Yeah, you know, they're out of jobs. All the but you're happy. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. You want these people out. <laughs> this out? is New York. This is New York. I see. I'm a, I represent two very honest blue-collar fan bases. And this is how it is. See, it's interesting you say that, two honest blue-collar fan bases. Okay? I'm somebody that is embedded inside, 
And I can tell you right now that there are a lot of people that think, say that, that people say sometimes it's true. Two-thirds of the time it's not. You don't know unless you're there. And I've said that once on this show. I've said it a million times. You don't know unless you're there. Okay? Okay? I just talked about practice. Did you ever think of it in those terms? Of a player going down in practice? Do you ever think of it in those terms? Ever? You have not. And neither is the fan base. Players get hurt in practice. Right? And then they also they'll go through the shock of it and they'll find out, okay, good. Well, the good news is it's okay. Okay. That happens. More than people think. More than people realize. Thank goodness. But you never thought of it in those terms until I brought it up. Right? No, you're right. Valid point. Right? Again, as I've said once, I've said a million times, I've been I mean, I've been interviewed a lot this week. i got another one to do tomorrow. But people have asked me, what's the biggest surprise in the job? It's the biggest surprise in the job is actually what people don't know. That's not an insult. I'm not trying to insult anybody. Not in the least. Right? Not in the least, but... That has always been the biggest surprise. I sit back and go, wow. You know, like when I first got this job, I was like, there's a lot of things I didn't know looking around here. I'm talking about me looking around going, wow, a lot of people don't know all this, really how it works, how it's supposed to work, how to, I mean, you know, what the thought process is, why they're doing it, how they're doing it, who's hurt, who's not, who's, you know, there's a lot of things that, that go through it, you know. Um, you know, I've talked about, you know, now, let's take players uh, when it comes to injuries. Okay, here's one. Here's one that a lot of people don't think about. There are two types of athletes that are maddening for um, trainers and doctors. Okay, one is the player that refuses to tell you that they're hurt, where it's like, no, no, I'm fine, and the and the doctor and the trainer both know something isn't right. No, I'm fine. Right? Or they try to rush themselves back because they've got to get themselves back. No, slow down. Just do what we tell you. Okay? Every player always wants to, so how long am I out? Three weeks. They don't tell them anymore how long they're out because they just want them to go about their business to get back. Okay? So that goes to the next part. Okay? That's the one kind of athlete that's maddening. Here's the other one that's maddening. The one where, like, it has, quote, extremely unimpressive x-rays. I'm telling you it hurts. With x-ray, with MRI, we've got nothing here. Like, I've got a twinge. Okay? They drive you nuts. You know? And again, it's, it's a deal where, you know, you're around it, you know who, and you know which, which type of athlete each guy ends up being. Again, something else like, like a lot of people would never think about. I have a twinge. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what derailed the suit's career. One twinge after another. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Yeah. I, every time I see the suit, I feel like I'm watching Marlon Brando on the waterfront. I could have been a contender. He's contending for something. 
All right, back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11, 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, best in pre-owned inventory. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our weekly high school football roundtable. Sealers Grove will be hosting Central Columbia. Zach Showers joins us. And once again, Zach, Sealers Grove on a roll. Are they doing it in different ways, or is there a constant formula week to week? Um, overall, I would say that it's been a pretty consistent formula. It has just gotten more well-tuned every week. Um, the defense continues to play at such a high level. They did give up a couple plays last week um, against a really good Central Mountain team that um, really is coached very well and was able to attack some of the defensive things um, that Seals Grove has struggled with. But um, the, the big thing right now is that offense is just coming around, um, coming into form. Last uh, they had over 400 yards of offense, which is the first time in a couple years that that's happened. Um, you're just seeing a uh, sophomore quarterback that's coming into his own. You're seeing um, some underclassmen, playmakers that are really stepping up, and then some uh, really good senior leadership that is just kind of rounding in the form as well. How well now they've been able to balance that offense? I mean, there have been years where Sealands Grove, for example, has been very pass-heavy. Last year, more run-heavy. Have they been able to balance it? They have, and what was interesting uh, so far, when you would look at numbers over the course of the season, the offense really looked like a balanced attack. Um, I think there's probably only there's a less than 100 yard difference between uh, passing and rushing, but it was interesting. The first um, six weeks, I would say that one game there would be strong passing with a little bit of a running game. The next week it would be a strong running game with a little bit of passing. Um, last week was really the first game that they had a strong passing attack, um, just under 200 yards passing, and they had over 200 yards rushing. So that has definitely been a big thing. And what's also been tough, um, Stillinger has a number of playmakers, and they're probably two biggest playmakers are running backs, uh, Brandon Heil and Tucker Teets. Um, but really, it's really hard to defend Stillinger's offense right now because both of those guys are trying to line up a wide receiver. So when Stillinger breaks the huddle, um, you're seeing two running backs, and you don't know if they're lining up in the backfield or if they're lining up in the slot receivers, which has a huge mismatches on um, outside linebackers, especially at the high school level. Is there a play, Zach, or a sequence, in your opinion, that turned this season? I don't know. It's it's interesting to go back and think um, even week two against Jersey Shore. Um, just being able to compete with them, but probably um, probably week three against Shamoka, um, Salem's Grove had not had a passing touchdown for, I believe, 11 straight weeks. 
uh, back mm-hmm. to the 2019 season. And in that first quarter, I believe it was the first or second drive, they were able to hit a quick slant to uh, freshman wide receiver Gavin Bastian, who took it to the house. And it seemed like after that, it was like, okay, this offense can go. There's a passing attack. Um, and that really just seemed to open up the door since then to a lot more explosive plays on offense. And likewise, um, you have the confidence of just being able to um, to score. The defense doesn't let up a lot, but now when the defense does give up points, there's not an attitude of, oh my, we're not going to be able to get that back. It's let's go out and, and get points and get back up again. How do you view the matchup now with Central Columbia? Well, it's a, it's an interesting matchup. Um, Central Columbia has struggled. They're 2-5 and five and two close wins against um, Warrior Run and Midwest, who have not – neither of them have won a game this season. Um, it's, a, it's a game that Salem's Grove is highly favored in, um, very similar to a couple weeks ago when Salem's Grove played in Muhlenberg. And unfortunately, that game against Muhlenberg was probably Salem's Grove's worst game. Um, they didn't really show up. They were still able to get a 20-3 to victory. Um, but they didn't, didn't play well. They didn't prepare well. So this is going to be one that if Salem's Grove is preparing well this week, if they can get up early, um, I think it's a game that you should be able to win very comfortably and enjoy a homecoming weekend. Um, but if it's a game that the Seals kind of are not overly prepared for, not taking it quite serious, then they could be in a dogfight. So I think um, Seals fans, especially around homecoming here, are hoping that um, this team can just show up and take care of business early and often and um, really be able to enjoy the weekend. Zach, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Steve. All right, that'll be on Eagle 107. Well, it's Lewisburg and Shikolami, and uh, the Chief and Greg Wetzel have been arm wrestling in the uh, studio. Fabulous. Uh, ready to set the tone for the game, gentlemen. Dave won. <laughs> it was it was a tie. <laughs> I, 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 we we wanted a tie because I think there's only one year separates us in age, so we didn't want to have any influence over one another. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll go back and forth with each of you. Uh, so Greg, I want to start with this. Didn't play last week. No, which no. brings which brings with it the shock of it. Um, <laughs> You know, it's high school football. I mean, the coaches really want, like, I mean, you, you practice like it was going to be a game, so it's not really a bye week. Exactly. The game was called Friday morning. So, you know, the kids practiced all week like they were going to play, and boom, all of a sudden, Friday, game's canceled. I found out about the eighth hole in the golf course. I didn't have a football game that night. But uh, you know, It's always awful when it happens on the eighth hole, isn't boy, it, Dave? I mean, it just Dave, I mean, me. really. <laughs> I mean, Dave, I mean, yeah. see, guys like him concern me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, and it's a concern of the coach because yeah. Wolfsburg has really played well the last two games, and now... It's are we going to play? Are we gonna, sure we're going to play? You know they're practicing like they're going to play, but in the back of their minds is the game going to be canceled again? You know so and he's worried about that because he's seen some tendencies at practice that they just they're not sure. You know it's just they're not sure and and essentially the coach has given the program or given the team this mandate. Hey, we can't control this. This is something we can't control. The only thing we can control is to make ourselves better every day at practice, and that's what we're going to try to do. 
And here's the interesting part. This is a team that has been, quote, on a roll. Oh, yes. Exactly. I mean, and, and so you've had momentum. You almost, you know, The biggest concern has to be whether you blunted the momentum. That's 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 in the back of everyone's mind, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is, as yeah. a matter of fact. I mean, I mean Dave, uh, when you look at Shikolimming coming into this one, uh, it's the other way. How badly does uh, I asked Zach Showers if there was a player or sequence that turned the season? How badly does Shikolimi either need that player or that sequence right now? Oh well, they definitely need it, and uh, we're hoping that we get one. Uh, we, I, I, you know, I said last week the first team that would score would probably have the benefit of winning the football game when we played Shemokin, right. and we fumbled the punt and gave them the ball on the seven yard line, and they scored, and and that was, I think, there that broke our backs a little bit, and that, uh, you know, it's hard to recover. But we had our chances. We missed, uh, we missed a pass play that probably would have tied the game up in the first quarter, and. Again, those things that happen, I think, uh, mentally affect the kids more than physically. Uh, we had a, we had our safety go up, and t- you know it was a fourth down, and it was a, a ball that was thrown to the goal line, and he went up to knock it down, and and he, when he, he knocked it straight up in the air and went right into the receiver's hands for a touchdown. Those are the kinds of things, Steve, that they, that the Braves have been facing all year long, and it's 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 a shame because. I, I watch these kids in uh, every game so far, and I know Greg will say the same thing about the Lewisburg kids. They're playing their hearts out yep. out there, and, and things go against you, and uh, sometimes you wonder, like, there's, are we going to play if we have COVID? We're probably saying, what's going to happen in the game tonight that's going to put us behind? Yeah. Well, again, see, I've been around, as you guys know, especially it's been more basketball, but obviously they've been a couple of years in football, where – the margin of error is so thin. Like the second you know you're going along, it's great, 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 and then it happens. I mean, are you almost at times in the booth, you and Kevin? You know, when you talk to each other, yeah. uh, like waiting, mean, when, waiting I'm, when I'm allowed to talk, <laughs> when you're allowed, to, when the when the door opens and you're allowed to okay. speak, oh right? my like, hey, that moment where somebody needs to take a breath, yeah. <laughs> right? Because for two straight out as the inhale, um, when that moment, uh, we're, like you're almost waiting for it to happen, even though you don't yeah. want it to happen, you're almost waiting for it to happen. Very much so, and uh, you know it's it's. Just one of those things. I you cannot, uh, you can't be a Shikolimi player or a fan right now and not feel that there's something that uh, you know. Just if, if you had any luck at all, it's been some bad luck. But uh, you know, the, and I, to be honest with you, I think uh, and I think uh, no disrespect to the teams that Shikolimi is going to play, but. Lewisburg, Mifflinburg, and Milton are teams that probably Shikolimi can stay with. And mm-hmm. I think that's the difference, again, is going to be, uh, number one, if Shikolimi does pass, if they, if, they, if they can complete some passes. And number two, if they, if they don't make any errors that gives the other team what I call the, the short field. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it makes it a little bit easier. Because our kids have played well against the run. Max Madden from Shimokin is he had two touchdowns against us, but he only had about 58 yards. And our three runners combined. Mm-hmm. Combined, I had almost 200 yards, and yet we didn't put the ball in the end zone. And, and what and what Dave's saying is true, in that the further you go in sports, the more mental it becomes. And, and you know, 
as a seventh grader, physical ability will win out over a lot of times over another kid. You get to high school, physical ability doesn't always win. It's the mental approach of the team. And like Dave says, and again with Lewisburg, something happens right now and they get their heads down. That's a that's a break for Shikalimi or a break for Lewisburg, you know, because mentally, they're they're just out of it for a little second. and The other team can take control of the game. You know, I'm you know, Craig. I'm really impressed with Dave talks, man. It's really really good. <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, I'm God, I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's some guy in the quarter office. I hate this show. Yeah. It's, it's but, as pure as mother's milk. <laughs> oh God, here we go. We're gonna do that again. Uh, look, but here, but here's another point to this, and I'm. It's really the same for you, Dave. Yeah. And, and that goes with uh, the ability to make that play. Was there mm-hmm. a point where they didn't make that play that it turned the season down? Uh, I would, yeah, I would think so. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, if we go all the way back to, uh, oh, maybe the opening game, uh, we had a couple of opportunities where either, either a pass was dropped, the ball was fumbled, or the pass was overthrown, and they would have, it probably would have kept us, uh, we'd score. You know, if you look at the offensive statistics, the rushing offensive stats for Shicklemy against the teams they play, except yep. maybe for Jersey Shore, we we went out. And, mm-hmm. and now I've had people say to me out on the street, uh, why don't we just run the ball all the time? Well, <laughs> you know, I got news for you. <laughs> uh, you got, you know, you got 11 in the box. Uh, it's sometimes you got to put the ball in the air to get them, yep. make them honest. But it's, it's again, uh, I, I, Again, against Lewisburg, I think, you know, if whoever gets that first score, I think is yeah. going to have a great advantage. Yeah. And I know I said it last week, but I'm saying it again. Right, Craig? Yeah. I agree 100%. First no, score, the, the, I think the, first score wins the game. The psychology of a first score means so much. Oh, it does. Yep. Uh, so, okay, so let's just quickly for each of you, I'll start with you, Greg. Mm-hmm. For On the Lewisburg side. Okay, give me some check marks for for the game. Well, what I, do they need to do? I, I think athletically, Schick and Lewisburg are very similar. Really good skill people. Question marks on the offense and defensive line, and I think that right there is the key to the game: is whose line performs the best? Because I I really think the skill players are a wash, and. If Lewisburg's line can open up some holes for the running backs and stuff and give the quarterback some time, they're going to win the game. If they can't, then Shikalimi has a chance to win the game. Dave, Shikalimi check marks. Well, I, I, Greg said exactly what I was thinking with the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. we, have, we have some pretty good skill people, and our line, I think last week was maybe the first time we had four out of the five guys that actually played more than two or three quarters with each other. And right. if, if the Braves, if, if they can uh, – well, our defensive line isn't bad. All right, they aren't. Those kids, those kids are pretty tough. The offense, like Greg said, <laughs> you got you got to give them uh, some place to run, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that'll be a key. And again, if we can if we can get a passing game, that'll help a lot. But it hasn't happened so far. I'll just say that. I, mean, I don't know about you, Greg. It's just a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm listening to Dave. I think they ought to use him more. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are my hero. 
He, they're in the booth right next to us yeah. do you know, tomorrow do you, night. Do you know what we should do tomorrow night, Greg? I, sh- I should come over with you exactly. before the game and, and Justin go over with Kevin, that, you know, and we could talk about each other's teams. So we could do that. We'll have to, we'll have to deal with that. <laughs> we could do that. We'll, we'll probably get fired for that, Steve, talking <laughs> without the yeah. you know, without without permission, but we'll, we'll, it'd be a good idea. It would be. <laughs> it's a really oh good idea. Oh, my almighty! First of all, it's a great idea for you, you uh, Dave, because like you'll get a chance to talk. <laughs> yeah. for, for, for Greg... You guys ever seen the show uh, Get Smart? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 The, the cone of silence? The cone of silence. That's exactly what it's Chief yeah. and Max sitting there in the cone of silence. Greg, you want to know what the cone of silence is? You go over to the KOK booth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to hear about this, Steve. Yeah. Oh, no, God. No, 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 no. Hey, he fires me. Somebody else will pick me up. Yeah, All right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> guys, you're the best. It's so great to have you both together in the studio to talk about this. It was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you very All much, right. Steve. You, yep. you bet. Anytime, guys. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. The King, by the way, in the final half hour today. Looking forward to that. Um, boy, it's when they talks, it's impressive, don't you think, Matt? Oh wait, I shouldn't drag you when you need your job. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. That uh, commercial we played for, like, name a star after someone that you think is special. Yeah. Did you hear that? I did. When the suit went out and bought one for himself, (laughs) that really fulfilled and checked all the boxes. He bought it for someone he thought was special. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. Come on, the cone of silence. You loved it. Oh, that was great. Yeah. The cone of silence. (laughs) 